Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're wearing the maid outfits, so don't try telling us they're just for girls. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Terry Bogard's rollout and new Fire Emblem DLC. And then on Thursday, we are <clears throat> casting the Star Wars movies with Nintendo characters, because we're just all... We got Star Wars on the brain now. We've really got Star Wars on the brain. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. I've got Star Wars on the brain. I know. It's a good thing to have I'm on the brain. I'm reading the comics. I just mm-hmm. started reading like the Road to the Rise of Skywalker comics. Finished those. Yeah. How, how did you find uh, that? <laughs> not great. Yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> but I just started reading the, um, the novel that uh, I'm blanking on the name off the top of my head, but I'm only like a chapter in, but I'm uh, really enjoying it so far. Which, is, is it one of the uh, the lead-ups to Ri- yeah, Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Uh-huh. Is it The Resistance Rising, the one that just came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's last that week? one. Uh-huh. Um, that's exciting. Uh, I'm interested in picking that up. I'm currently reading The uh, Queen's Shadow, uh, which is all about um, Amidala and like Padme and all of the other like women who are handmaidens that like all work together to create like the one princess persona. It's really good. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> uh, I listened to this Star Wars podcast. I recently started listening to it called Sky Talkers, and it's two women. Um, and they talk. They like. I don't know. I just really like their take on Star Wars and yeah. like the um like philosophy and all that sort of stuff behind it. And they're they really like Queen Shadow. Um, so I want to read that as well. It's just a great time to love Star Wars. It really the is. Mandalorians, you know, coming out with Disney Plus. Hey, let's talk about that real quick. So Disney Plus is coming out, and then we'll get we'll talk about Nintendo <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah we'll get course. there. <laughs> um, Mandalorian and Disney Plus is coming out. Uh, it'll be out today, presumably. We're recording this on the other side from in a pre-Disney Plus world. Is it amazing that the app is not available to download anywhere yet i think it's very bold of them i because they're just like holding everything until yeah. like the second it's out yeah i i don't know i think it's pretty uh crazy honestly to roll out a enormous like app that way on multiple devices um and to try to have like you know there's gonna be a rush of people trying to like download it and sign totally it. i i, I I don't understand why they're doing it that way, but good luck. Speaking of things, we don't understand why they're doing it that way. My copy of Sonic Forces. Would you like to borrow it? You can if you have a Nintendo Switch or access to a Nintendo Switch and a mailing address. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And I send you my copy of the game. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. It costs you nothing. Uh, it's a great program. It's the perfect program. That's right. Um, speaking of the perfect program, Mark, we're doing something. That's right. We are going to be determining the best piece of Nintendo music of all time, uh-huh. and we desperately need your help. Now, 
over the weekend, I started like going through and like really cataloging. I've, I've been seeing people's submissions, uh, but I was like, I need to start organizing this in some way that makes sense. And first of all, thank you to everyone who has uh, submitted so far. Great submissions. Uh, I love all of the snark. Some people are taking us to task for certain things, and I love it. Everyone is great. Uh, thank you, and more of that, please. Uh, thank you to Daniel. Thank you to Josh. Thank you to Robert. We're contributing in the, in the last couple of days, uh, but thank you to everyone who has emailed us so far. Look, uh, you should email us with your nominations by November 22nd. Here's the thing. We're a little bit nervous about how we're going to do this, but just like running a marathon, you know, we've broken through that wall and mm-hmm. you guys should send us as many suggestions as you can. Just make it as hard for us as possible. That's really what I'm asking at this point. Right. And if we get enough suggestions, we're going to bring in a special guest to help us sort this out. Why am I doing that? Why am I? <laughs> we, we're already planning on bringing in a special guest, but contribute anyway so we can all talk about the best pieces of Nintendo music. And again, that's November 22nd. Right. Email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at Nincart Society. All right, Mark, are you ready? to talk about what we've been playing this week. Oh, yeah, I am. So, friend of the show, June. Yeah. He invited me over to his place, and we played some Mario and Sonic at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. Oh, how was that? It uh, is fine. Yeah, it's you what know, you expect it uh-huh. to be. Yeah. Um, it's very much like what we played at E3. All of the... Um, you know, mini games are of varying quality. Uh, it's fun to play. They all are. <laughs> it's fun to play together. Uh, there is like that, like eight slash sixteen bit yeah. world. Um, got to see a little bit of the story. Got to see how it like concluded. The way that it's presented is very. Um, it's like Mario Tennis Aces, where the characters are on screen and they're just kind of like pantomiming in set animations with different text boxes um but the music in the eight slot in like the retro world is i loved it i thought the music was awesome oh yeah um and yeah i mean i think it's pretty much what you would expect it's a good enough time yeah um which is really all you can really hope for with these mario sonic at the olympic games games olympic games games mario and sonic at the olympic games games gesundheit thank you um tetris 99 this weekend there was a another tetris maximus this one involving uh pokemon sword and shield uh with a super cool theme that uh made all of your opponents a pokemon and giving them all like a different uh little 8-bit sprite uh, representing each of the pokemon right and as they were defeated they had like a pokeball like they were each like they were being caught yeah i thought it was very cute i liked the music is it new to is that battle music new to Sword and Shield. I don't. I don't yeah, think either of us maybe, know enough know. about we're, Pokemon. We're, to... Neither of us are that good at Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but no, I thought it was super fun. I, I'm getting better at Tetris 99. Like the amount of time, of the amount of time it takes me to get 100 points. Yeah, is diminishing. Still, you know, like 40 minutes ish. Yeah, but... sure. Um, I am also getting better at Tetris 99 to the point where I might be getting good at it. Like I may be good at the game now. Um, I think I got three or four first places wow. in uh th- this weekend. I think it's time for you to start back at the bottom and go go to, to... Invictus. Yes, you're sentencing me to Invictus <laughs> mode. Um, I also continue to play uh Dragon Quest XI S. 
um, and Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I got to a level in Luigi's Mansion where a, a floor, which is a pyramid level, right? It's like an ancient Egypt. Um, and I hit a wall where I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And for whatever reason, I've got like the game feels easy enough that I'm like, I'm not going to look anything up. I'm going to like actually, you know, f- go through every corner and really figure out what to do in these things. And I don't know what to do here. Is it like a puzzle section or are you trying to like find a character or so something? I'm in one big room, right? And there's a pyramid in the middle and sand like everywhere. And you can vacuum up all this sand. Um, and there are like f- maybe three or four like discrete puzzles like throughout the room throughout this one giant room and then a pyramid in the middle. And I've done all of the little puzzles around it and I still can't get in oh, interesting. to the pyramid. So I just don't know what, you know, what one function of Luigi or Gooigi I haven't tried yet. Uh, but so I, yeah, I, it was a, a weird feeling that I just like hit, hit a wall and was like, well, I guess I'll stop playing for a while. So I stopped playing. <laughs> I'll get back to it, I'm sure, but like right now, I don't know what to do. Um, and then uh, we'll probably get into it more in the news, uh, but I played a little bit of Smash Ultimate to give Terry a try. Um, so, but we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get into uh, news. Um, all right, Mark, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. So, a kind of a surprise new release. Last. Going back in time, last Friday, Nintendo Stealth released a new co-op game on the eShop called The Stretchers. It's developed by the developers of Little Nightmares, uh, Tarsier Studios, maybe? Yeah, sure. It's 20 bucks. Um, I don't really... I, I, this is crazy. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, so I don't wh- understand the strategy. So wh- why are we highlighting this here? Because it's a Nintendo-published game? Well, because, it, like, I don't know. It didn't feel like it really belonged in news. Sure. It's like a new... It's like a stealth new release that we didn't... Uh, that we didn't know about. about. Um, yeah, it is weird that we didn't know about this game. Did you look at any, like, trailers for this thing, or...? No, I didn't. I Well, I saw some gameplay footage. I uh, thought it was weird that in the eShop itself, there is no trailer. Like, oh. how would you... Uh, there's screenshots, but I don't know how you're supposed to know what you're getting. Because there's a trailer on Nintendo's website. Right. Weird. Um, and also just a, a little bit weird that, like, Nintendo published this game. Right. right? Yeah. With no fanfare. Um, and so what was, what was your impression of, like, what the gameplay is? Because uh, it, looked, it looked to me like you're... So it's two-player? Right. And you're, like controlling an ambulance or like two dudes with the stretcher uh-huh and it's like physics based where like bodies are kind of like flopping around as right. you're trying to get them back to the ambulance um and then like that's really it you're just trying to like avoid obstacles as you get like people work to the in hospital. tandem to, yeah yeah with like weird physics that's basically my take on it as yeah. well um so i don't know it exists it's supposed to be kind of fun maybe I don't know. How is anybody supposed to know when Nintendo just drops a game like this on us? Yeah, no, no one knows. We don't know. And then uh, on Friday, November 15th, of course, Pokemon Sword and Shield is released. You'll, of cor- you'll remember that I am picking up Shield. I've already pre-ordered it. It's okay. loaded on my Switch. Uh, I have not done that yet for Sword, but I will. Um, and then we, we also decided that we should take this moment to discuss what our starting Pokemon are going to be. Um, I don't know if uh, we can't have the same starter. I'm, hope- I'm hoping 
that's okay because I think we are going to have the same starter. Um, sure. So I think we can go uh, out on a limb and say neither of us are going to start with Sobble. Right. Because um, get out of here with that Sobble. <laughs> yeah. Nerd. <laughs> go back to Sobsville. Um, leaving, of course, uh, Grookey, the uh, grass-type monkey, or Score Bunny, the fiery rabbit character. Um, who are you interested in, Mark? Uh, the a grass type. Yeah, I'm Grookey. also. I'm I'm also interested in Grookey. I don't know. I I said Grookey just now, but I it's, pro- <laughs> it's probably Grookey. It might be Grookey. I don't. <laughs> um, Score Bunny does nothing for me. Oh, see, I do like him, but not as much as I like uh, Grookey. Grookey's so cute. Yeah. And when he's like uh, the Dynamax Grookey and he has like a stick and he's like banging it. I think he's got that stick he all the time. He always has the stick. I think he always like has dumb the stick. little things. Yeah. Yeah. He's my oh favorite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't looked up to see what any of their um, evolutions. evolutions are. Yeah, me neither. Uh, you know, it, it'll happen, right? Yeah, presumably. It'll evolve. <laughs> and then I'll look up the evolutions later for Sobble because I'm not going to control one. God, I hope my rival picks this Sobble. <laughs> I just want to beat it up. Uh, all right. Uh, and really nothing else that we're interested in um, coming out this week. So uh, let's close out this segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds for the purposes of this show our instruments are talking about nintendo so for the duration of one performance of 433 mark and i will talk about something not at all nintendo related thus fulfilling the contract of the piece uh today mark we're going to talk about christmas decorations this is on my mind because i went to the grove a large outdoor mall in los angeles uh this weekend and i heard my first christmas carol of the season wow uh it was holly jolly christmas and it was the only one that i heard while we were out but i did hear holly jolly they already have like the whole shebang up yeah the trees up and there's like a santa's house and all that stuff it's a little weird in la to have it go up right now because it was like 90 degrees this weekend yeah i mean it's it's a little bit weird for it to be up anytime in la because like it never gets it's never gonna snow um and like it's never going to be like cold enough to really like reflect that but yeah especially this weekend it was 92 degrees so yeah it's weird christmas decorations though um do you have any of your own do you like putting them up do you like seeing them I i i don't own any as an adult but this year, I think my husband and I are going to get our first Christmas tree, oh. which is very exciting. Timing is what we're worried about. It's like, yes, do we want to rush out and get a Christmas tree right now? Listeners of the show know that in my heart, I'm saying yes, absolutely. But I'm playing cautious Carl mm. and saying, hey, maybe we should wait a little closer to Christmas because uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep a tree alive that long. No, well, I mean the the trees just slowly die the second they're cut, right? Right. Um, and did did you have real trees growing up? Yeah. Or, okay. I think we did for most of my life. Yeah. Um, because we in my family we had a a a fake tree that we you know used every year, and then um when like all three kids were like active in Christmas, we had like a separate tree for like kid ornaments. 
Um, and that was a live tree. <laughs> oh, God, right. The trash tree. The trash tree. Um, no, we always had live ones. I think since, you know, most of my siblings have moved out. I guess at this point, all my siblings have moved out. Um, my parents switched to a fake tree. But now that I'm saying that out loud, I might be lying. <laughs> I, re- I don't know. I can't remember. Here's the thing. With both uh, live trees and fake trees, is they're both a pain. Like, they're both a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, Christmas trees are pretty, I guess, but like, they're also the gaudiest thing that like, I can't believe we all sort of have agreed. I I love them. And I I love live ones when they like smell, they smell so good. One of the things about getting a tree this year is we're also going to have to get decorations. Yeah, totally. Like, and then we have to figure out where to put that. Like, where do you put stuff? Well, so here, here's the thing. You don't necessarily need to get a bunch of decorations. You can just do lights. If okay. you do like a bunch of lights on and like a star, mm-hmm. like that's that can be enough for a tree. Otherwise, you got yeah, you got to like do decorations. And do you go for like one theme of decorations, or are you just like whatever? Right, ornaments just go on this thing. We were a whatever family. Yeah, like, so every, were we. Every Christmas, my parents would buy each of the kids like a new ornament for that year. Um, and then we would keep those in boxes, and we would use those to decorate the tree. And then there were like you know, also just like the regular like bobble ones. Yeah. Um. But you and uh, Sarah, you guys have like cri- like things that come out at Christmas. We time. do have things that come out at Christmas time. There is a like little ceramic Christmas tree that uh like has lights on it and gets plugged in. Um. There is a like little thing that we made a couple years ago that's like got wrapping paper on it and then these like eight tracks that are like different uh christmas eight tracks that like go up on this little board and then we've got like a a time magazine from like you know 1940 or something do you have like a mickey's decorative plate yeah there's a mickey's decorative plate like a mickey mouse not like i don't know what mickey's would refer to the the mickey of hey mickey you're so fine (laughs) also you guys have a really cool uh noah's ark menorah Oh yeah, I forgot about the menorah too. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's that's kind of where it ends. Like it's those like four or five separate little objects, um, and then uh, yeah, we haven't had a tree like ever. Um, and I don't know, like the the apartment's small enough or like tight enough that like I don't even know where we would put a tree. Um, do do you guys have space enough to like? Put a tree somewhere. I haven't seen your new apartment. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We have a place where we think it can go, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna risk it. Yeah, I think. Just yeah. go for it, man. <laughs> um, are when do you think you will execute that, or or what is your like history with well, the so, timing? So, of so growing up, um, it was always really sweet. My, uh, I have an early December birthday. Well, I guess oh, we'll I never guess. know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, that one was cruel. Uh, we were accompanied today by the Victoria Symphony. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. Last Wednesday morning, uh, your friend and mine, director of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the Super Smash Brothers guru, Masahiro Sakurai, held a 45-minute live stream where he was just like, it's all jazz to him, baby. Oh, yeah. I, I wish mean, I had his life. Here's the thing. Uh he he's done these before where he's like here let me show you how these characters work um and you know sometimes he's like yep here's dragon quest dragon quest is very popular this is the hero or like banjo kazooie there are a bunch of good banjo kazooie games you can play them on xbox and then you move into the talking about the character 
for Terry Bogard, he was like, all right, America, here's what <laughs> King of Fighters is. And like sat everyone down and was like, I know you don't know what this is. And I'm sorry. I know. He had to do it a little bit for Banjo-Kazooie. But like, uh, because I don't think it's very well known in Japan. Sure. Um, but this was on another level. Well, yeah. And I mean... Part, partly because the fighter pass or like the this character pack has so much SNK like ephemera in it mm-hmm. um, that there there's like 50 pieces of music. There's uh, like 20 background characters. Yeah, uh, we're going to get to like stage. the me fighters. Yeah. Who I'm like, I, I'm going to list these names and be like, I have no idea what any of this means. Right. And it's all it's all reflective of this huge history um, from, from SNK. And, you know, when uh, like Terry is known for Fatal Fury and King of Fighting and like Mark, you and I were talking uh, about it, King of Fighters. Um, and you were like, we're trying to like figure out what exactly each one of those is and like king of fighters is the uh, snk's sort of like mashup fighting game that includes um the art of fighting characters and maybe some sam show characters i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure um so like there is this rich fighting history that is uh if not well known in japan at least known in a way that it is not here which i love like i love this about smash brothers i think there's a history of them doing this in smash brothers ultimate has been uh clearly the ultimate expression of that but i love that this game has become like video game history yeah like you don't know what this is and this happens to me all the time when i'm playing smash brothers where there's like a trophy or something i'm like what is that yeah let me like try to find out and you learn something new, and I I really really appreciate that about this series. Yeah, and I mean you know it's the one of the that's also just like part of the DNA of the series going way back. Yeah, absolutely. Because like w- that's how that's how uh, Americans learned about Fire Emblem. You know, like that's we meet Marth in these games. And then we're like, oh, w- who are who, the what is who, yeah I mean, what really is like this? Captain Falcon? Totally. W- like the kind of the same thing. Yep. Anyway, so so yeah, it means uh, that uh, Sakurai can really like break these things down, and like if if he just put out a video like explaining an old uh, video game series every couple months, like I'd watch. Do we even need to add stuff to uh, Smash Brothers anymore? I know. Give him a new job. Yeah, the, all the Smash Brothers stuff is kind of just a bonus, <laughs> and he wouldn't have to kill himself doing it. Presumably, yeah, totally. Just give him Jeremy Parrish's job. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. Um, all right. Uh, but, you know, getting down to the brass tacks, what can people ha- hold in their hands? That's right. Um, brass tacks. So, Just don't clench your fist. <laughs> Terry Bogart is available to play. He was available last Wednesday. Um, it included 50 new music tracks, all from, like, SNK games. That's five zero <laughs> new music tracks. In the uh, presentation, Sakurai is like, we sent over uh, these tracks for approval, and they said yes. <laughs> Uh, there's a new King of Fighters stadium stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes 20 characters from the SNK series. Background characters appear at random, but reflect the music that's being played. That's amazing. Right. So if there is, because there are 50 different pieces of music, um, if there's one that is associated with one of the characters, that character is more likely to appear in the background cheering you on. And there's like space for four different like sets of characters. And so like it's the, the arena looks different every single time you go into it. There's one notable mission yeah. um, for SNK fans. And that's, in the list of 20 characters, there's one missing. Fatal Furies, is it my? my? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So it uh, and Sakurai uh, made no- made mention of it during the the uh, presentation, uh, saying that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is for good boys and girls. Um, which one of the things about Mai is that she has a very revealing costume, um, and uh, her breasts are enormous. Um, so because the game is rated E, they were like, you know what? Let's just let's just not include her. Fair. 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 And totally fair. Um, there's also a new spirit board, and you can play with Terry in a new classic mode route. Uh, there's also some new Mii Fighter costumes. Mm-hmm. So allow me to butcher these real fast. Uh, Nako Ruru. Yeah, good. <laughs> Ryo Sakazaki. Mm-hmm. Iori Yagami. Akira and Jackie. So I think Akira and Jackie, those are one of those is a at least one of those is a virtual fighter character, right? Virtua fighter? Not sure. I think Jackie is. Um yeah, I mean this is and Akira and Jackie I'm pretty sure were um Me Fighter costumes that were available in the Wii U uh, 3DS and Wii U oh, version. Gotcha. Um but the the rest of these the SNK ones are new and that's uh you know fun and exciting that they keep adding that stuff. All of those are uh 75 cents they're not Yeah, part they're of the, separate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um uh unrelated to the live stream, we also learned that the Dark Samus and Richter Belmont amiibo are releasing January 17th. I say this every time that there's new Smash Brother amiibo with a release date looming. But is this the last? No, because there's still going to be the DLC characters. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's endless. But in is, a fun way. But is, <laughs> but is this the end of the uh, like characters Known that came ones? in the game? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, wait, wait. Does that mean that we're going to get a uh, Terry Bogard yeah. am- amiibo? Absolutely. That's fun. We get amiibos for everything. We're going to get uh, a Joker amiibo. Are, are we going to get... For the Dragon Quest hero, are we going to get just one, or are we going to get all four? Have those been announced, or are we just no. assuming they're coming? We, I guess we are just assuming that they're coming. Okay. But, you know, they've, the only reason they're making a Dark Samus amiibo <laughs> is... She has her fans. <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> Although, probably more fans than Richter Belmont, <laughs> yeah. right? Or, honestly, Terry Bogard. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses also released an update and new DLC last Thursday. So first for the free stuff, the number of save files in the game increased from 5 to 25. Okay. Uh, in battle, you can select the character's monastery outfits if you want them to wear those instead of their, like, battle outfits. Oh, I'm that's interesting. Sure. Uh, the, the battle outfits are, are nice just because, like, they change as their classes change. So, like, you know, as someone, as someone gets into a more advanced class, you're like, oh, I want to see what they look like as mm-hmm. a war master. Um, and then you just put them in their monastery outfit, yeah, taking some fun away. Well, they all they also added a feature to hide the UI when viewing a character in unit appearances. So you know, if you don't want your creep shots being right. interrupted by UI, that is now possible. Get those numbers out of there. <laughs> uh, and there also some paid expansion pass stuff. You can recruit Anna by completing a special quest. I think that's uh, maybe in just like one of the three. Storylines. I'm not entirely sure how that so, works. A- a- Anna is the the merchant. Oh, that's right. That's right. So yeah, and and she is uh, recruitable in previous Fire Emblem games. Gotcha. So. Okay, so maybe it's not just in one storyline. I, I would guess that that would be around. That makes all, sense. All of them. Yeah. Um, the sauna is now available. 
Um, you can finally interact with the monastery's cats. There's like a specific quest you have to do to unlock that ability. There are maid and butler battalions and new maid outfits for women only, to which I say, boo. Boo. Look, if I want to put Raphael in a maid just costume. Just let me do just it. Just let me do it's it. It's my business. Um, also, there's uh, they like stealthily added another gay romance option for ma- male Byleth. If you're playing uh, the Black Eagle's house and you do a specific route in that house, I guess not to get, we, I guess we won't like spoil anything of it. But previously we had talked about there were like two uh, male to male romance options, but really there was just one. Yeah, because the one of them isn't so much romance as it is like a fraternal. Well, not just that, but again, not to spoil anything, but it gets worse. I'll tell you off mic. Okay. And then, um, so it's nice to see them. He doing doesn't this. say no homo, does he? <laughs> no, it's almost like more. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but the uh, it's nice that they are adding these. But again, this is one of those things where like just let us wear the metaphorical made outfits in this you know sense just like wh- yeah what i it bugs me that it's so restrictive yeah it, it is crazy that it's so restrictive and yeah I, especially when for the romance seems like such a like tacked on kind of part of this where, totally like um you don't really need to be especially considering you start the game as a teacher and these are your students where like romance is a secondary thing to just like forming relationships mm-hmm. with them uh and then if they're like uh okay but yeah also you can marry them um like yeah let me marry anyone yeah, of them i want it's almost not even like romance from what i've seen and more just like oh this person is they're like s-class relationships right yeah. like you have attained the highest possible level of but relationship get, with this person you get a ring that you offer to them but I, mean, I just mean like gameplay-wise, right? Because yeah. like oh, previous sure, Fire Emblem sure. games, I think we've you had mentioned before that you know they are uh, was it fates that's kind of like predicated yeah, so- on the idea that you find like your offspring like affect the world of the story. This yeah, does that's, not seem that's, to be the that, case. That's awakening. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that they that your offspring like travel back in time from the future, and depending on who you have like paired together, that changes who their parents are, and therefore changes what their attributes are, which is super cool. Um, and also like changes uh you know what like the relationships that they can have with each other. Um, because like uh father son relationships are stronger than you know like just two randos together. Um. But yeah, it's this is so it's so such like a tangential part of what the game already is. Just let us romance whatever we want. And also, look, I know I'm supposed to be happy that they included them at all. But look, you guys gave me an inch, and now I'm taking it. You know, yeah, I, take I the want mile. It all. Take the mile. <laughs> uh, also, oh wait, no, we already did that. During a recent financial results briefing, Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa said that the Switch and Switch Lite will not see price drops anytime soon. Mm-hmm. The Switch is still at two ninety nine, and the Switch Lite is at one ninety nine. This Black Friday, I think through Target or Best Buy, you can get a uh, Switch, like the original Switch, not the new one with the bigger battery life, mm. with uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for 300 which is a pretty good deal. Yep, it means you get Mario Kart for free. Um. Uh, but part of the stated reason for this decision is sort of Nintendo standard. They want their products to maintain their value. Uh, makes sense. Yep. This is maybe not surprising right now, but um, do you think that as the next generation is upon us, it's looming? 
oh, that they will, in fact, uh, change their minds and say, we need to do something in order to compete right. with uh, new Xbox and new PlayStation stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I wonder if they're just not thinking about that right now. If they're just like, uh, nope, Nintendo Switch is going to maintain its value and maintain its appeal. And it may take that being demonstrated like not to be true for them to yeah. do anything to change uh, I mean, the pricing. I think they have positioned themselves really well with the Switch that, of course, the Switch is going to be competing with those other platforms for people's time and attention and money. But at the same time, it's like not really competing with those systems. Yeah, It offers a completely different experience than what you can get with whatever the next generation like Xbox and PlayStation are. Yeah, totally. And I, I just, I, I do wonder though, I mean, I, I, I agree with that in the abstract, but I wonder if there is going, when the new Xbox and new PlayStation like are fully revealed and are actually in people's hands, that the difference between like what they can do and what the Switch can do is going to be like so compelling that like the Switch starts to look like a dinosaur, um, you know, a, a portable dinosaur mm-hmm. that everyone loves right now, but like you know, there reaches a point where the new technology is just so appealing. To a certain audience, for sure. sure. I mean, I do think part of the appeal of the Switch is that not every game can be on there, but some games like The Witcher yeah. 3 can be. And I do think when you get into the Scarlet and PS5 generation, it will become increasingly difficult to have those sorts of like, totally. oh my gosh, I can't believe they pulled that off ports. Yeah. So it it will definitely be interesting to see how they maintain it going forward i do think at some point we're due for like a switch glow up you know like uh-huh. uh more pro uh with enormous air quotes around that because they'll never call it. it pro right nintendo will never try to trick you into thinking you're being a professional by playing <laughs> their system they will never uh okay one last piece of news about pokemon sword and pokemon shield yeah last time uh and then this episode will be out and we can't we literally are not able to talk about it before the game is released um but but this is a good one this, this is, a good, is a good one, one. pokemon good sword one and pokemon shield don't support cloud saves just like let's go eevee and let's go pikachu didn't um just like uh other games like splatoon 2 do yeah. not so it'll only be on your system which if you do own multiple systems is uh, makes it more difficult to like switch between the two. Yeah, I mean you can still do like a full system transfer and move everything from uh, one system to the other, but that's way more time intensive. Uh, you and I are both single switch owners right now, so it, it's not going to affect us at all. But just a, a note of warning to anyone if you picked up like a Switch Lite with the hope of making that your like more portable system, um, you gotta you gotta pick which one you're gonna play Pokemon on. And with that, we are closing the book. No more on, talking about Pokemon. Yes. Remember the book that every now and then we add something to? We are closing it. It's a multi-purpose book. That's right. Uh, the rollout of Switch on mainland China in partnership with Tencent is slowly taking shape. We still don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe was recently approved for release in the country. Um, but Tencent has some big long-term goals for their partnership with Nintendo. In the Wall Street Journal, an anonymous Tencent official was quoted as saying, what we want is to expand from China and one target is console game players in the US and Europe. We hope to create console games with Nintendo characters and learn the essence of making console games from Nintendo. Uh, so Tencent wants to make 
games with Nintendo characters. Yeah, seemingly. Which obviously we've seen, you know, third parties do that before, most notably Ubisoft in recent history. Right. Um, and, you know, if... Although the fact that they are saying that from an anonymous Tencent official makes it seem like who knows how on board Nintendo is with this, right? Like, yeah. that's their long-term goal. Yeah, I mean, and especially because, like, I I guess I don't think of uh, Tencent as, like, developers on their own so much as, like, they have a lot of uh, development partners. Right, and so I think that they are a really big presence in China. Yeah. And I don't know if they, they might be, like, a publisher there in the same way Nintendo's a publisher, like... You know, they might have a lot of internal developers. They also have a stake in Epic Games yes. and a stake in Activision Blizzard. So they are a large force in gaming worldwide. Um, I think right now they, like a lot of Chinese companies, are looking for ways to make inroads in um, like uh, the United States or in Europe. Yeah, so, so would you say uh, that Overwatch Metroid Prime Edition is basically confirmed at this point then? Yeah, ab- uh, bank on it. Open that book. Yeah, open the book back up. Close the book again, because we're not talking about Pokemon. That's right. Uh, The same article notes that even though the two companies have soft expectations for initial sales of Switch, uh, quote, Nintendo sees some potential to expand its audience, and that Nintendo had apparently asked some outside developers or reached out to them to make games for young women, um, such as romance games, a genre with passionate fans, including uh, in China. Uh, Okay, interesting. Uh, I don't, I'll tell you what I don't think of when I think of Nintendo, and that's romance games. Yes. I think that's partly probably why, like, they're approaching outside developers to be like, hey, it'd be cool if you put this sort of game on our platforms. Um, There's an audience there for it. Uh, I don't know. It'll be really, because I think the investment community is looking at Nintendo's inroads in China, like this partnership with Tencent. And, you know, they see, wow, there's like a billion people here and Tencent and China or Tencent and Nintendo are, I feel like, really trying to um, keep expectations low. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. The Verge ran an article with Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser and a bunch of topics were discussed. I don't really know why this interview happened. It seemed to me like there didn't really seem to be a point there. He wasn't like promoting something specific. I don't know. Maybe they just like called him up because the holidays are coming i don't know what's going on anyways basically just like uh, the laundry list of things that you can imagine were asked were asked they asked about the 3ds he was like you know it's not dead we continue to support it if people want us to support it we'll continue to support it through 2020 but also you can't buy anything on it with your credit card right and like you know we haven't announced any new games for it um, and we won't <laughs> uh joy con drift again nothing new they want players to have a great experience. If they're having problems, they should contact customer support, so on and so forth. You know, I have not sent in my Joy-Con yet. No? It has been drifting for months at this point. I've just kind of been keeping the thing in the dock and playing with... Uh, the Pro Controller? With the Pro Controller. Just, yeah. But, I mean, with, like, the holidays coming up, there's going to be some travel in here. Like, I should I should send it in. This is... Yeah. How much is it? 20... Oh, they do it for free. I think they do it for free. Oh now, yeah, yeah, you yeah, uh, you should totally send it in. Um, finally, they asked about you know would there be additional retro consoles coming in the future, like the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition, and the much rumored for a while, anyways, Nintendo sixty four Classic Edition. And um, Bowser basically said what we'd heard before 
which is that right now they're focused on like the Switch. And there were those two retro consoles. We've now seen those console games like show up in some form on the Switch with the uh, NES Switch Online and the SNES Switch Online. And that that is where their focus is going forward. Which I think is kind of what we all prefer. Um, But also, we are all also suckers and would buy a classic like i will put another piece of plastic on my entertainment 100%. center uh, if it looks like a, a small nintendo 64 I, get out of here i've kind of been tempted by the uh genesis one. Oh yeah why is that because it, it's tiny and so cute yeah all right <laughs> um finally you know last week we were just celebrating the release of a new wii game oh man we had a we held a whole party for just dance 2020 oh you know i think we started recording immediately after the party wrapped like the caterers were on their way out, mm-hmm. and they just finished like sweeping up the confetti, and uh, that that's when we started recording. That, I mean, that sounds like us for sure. But in a brutal blow, we will go from the highest <gasps> highs to the lowest lows because Ubisoft has declared that Just Dance 2020 is their final release on Wii. Wow. So who does that leave us with? Who who else can put out a Wii game in 2019 or 2020? I am. Sad to say, I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, I think we need a we need a hero. We do. We need someone to step up and put out a new Wii game next year. So if that's you, you know, write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com and uh, let us know what that's going to be. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, on Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. Um, we also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy yes. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. Food writers. Oh, they're writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that food. Yeah, because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR heads, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Campfire.